I kind of want to begin by saying, uh, last night John said something about uh, greeting each other and saying how long it took you to get here. And uh, I kind of chuckled because in my mind I thought I've been getting here all my life. <laughs> um, pretty much. I'm a Western Kentucky boy, born and raised in Western Kentucky, and uh, born pretty typical Southern Baptist. Uh, raised in a Southern Baptist church, rural church. When I was eight years old, God uh, put me under conviction of my sin and my need of Christ uh, through a preacher preaching about hell and the fact that we're lost. We don't hear that much anymore, but uh, you have to know you're lost before you get found or saved. So when I was eight years old, I called out to the Lord Jesus and asked Him to save me. He had a very good pastor at that time that explained to me in a way that I could understand, diagrammed for me. Uh, the cross and and how that uh, brings me into relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So I came to uh, faith at an early age, which is good and bad. And uh, as I grew, I was in church. Uh, my family was not a highly religious family. My dad's a coal miner. My mom was uh, worked in banks and finance companies and different things. We're a pretty typical blue collar family. So. Uh, as I grew in church, you know, I wasn't, didn't have a big discipleship time going on at home or anything, so pretty much what I was getting in Sunday school and Sunday morning at church was the, uh, the extent of my spiritual life. Uh, when I was 17 years old, my senior year of high school, God had begun dealing in my life. I'd begun developing a hunger for God's Word, started growing in my faith a little bit. And so when everyone was asking me my senior year of high school, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, they have the job fairs come around in high school, and they tell you, all right, now, what's going to be your career? Where are you going to college? What are you going to do? And I'm sitting there thinking, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Um, but God was doing And so about 17 years old, I came to a time of surrender. And I was one of those surrender after salvation people. And uh, I surrendered my life to God. I just gave it to Him. I knew that He wanted to use me. I was sensing that in my life. As I read His Word, I was sensing that greatly. So as any good Southern Baptist pastor would do, when I went to my pastor, and I'd been going to the altar and praying about it, and I went to him and said, God is, is calling me. God is dealing with my life, and I just want to give my life to Him. So uh, the next Sunday night, He let me preach, and... They license me to the ministry. So uh, that's pretty much what what would happen in a Roman Catholic church. So at 17, I'm licensed to the gospel ministry, preaching, having no idea what I'm doing other than I'm serving God. I'm surrendering to Him. I'm doing everything I can for Him. Uh, and, it, you know, I was growing. I was really developing my faith. I, went, I, mean, I didn't even know the books of the Bible. And uh, went to Bible college, and that was different. Um, went to a little Bible college, Mid-Continent Baptist College in Mayfield, Kentucky, and there began learning the Bible, began learning, and had, had great professors there that were teaching me, helping me to grow, um, met my wife there, and uh, she has been a blessing to me in my life and in my ministry, and and uh, look, that was in 98, we married, <clears throat> I started college in 96, we married in 98. Um, 1999, I started pastoring. 
So I've been pastoring about 10 years now. But during all this, I'm struggling inside. I'm starting ministry, but inside I'm wrestling with who I am in Christ. Didn't even know when I started pastoring, I was wrestling with whether I was even saved or not. I was having doubts of my salvation. The devil was beating me up every day. I was going preaching Jesus to people and how to get saved on Sunday. And then all during the week, I'm going to Bible college, finishing my degree and walking into Christian doctrine class and here questioning whether I'm even saved and the devil taunting me with it. Had a, a good pastor who was a professor there that taught me the truths of the book of Ephesians came to a realization that it was God's grace that saved me and wasn't the fact that I'd prayed a prayer or been baptized or been a good Christian and did everything I was supposed to. So I realized that Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 told me that by grace I've been saved through faith and not, not of myself and the gift of God and not of works, but that he man should boast. And I came to a realization of that truth and grew greatly in my faith and uh, pastored for several years. Um was pastoring a good-sized rural church in Marshall County, Kentucky, New Zion Baptist Church. They had about 100 in Sunday school, 130 in worship. Uh, but God began to bring hurting people to me. And I didn't know what to do with it. Dr. Solomon, I was a hurting person myself. And it started to really scare me because I had a family in my church, that a young family, and they had everything that this world would have to offer. And their family fell apart. And I had a, had a man come to me broken. And I saw this man completely, completely broken. And I didn't, do, I didn't know what to do with him. Because I started looking at him thinking, this is me. I don't know what to tell this guy because I don't know where to find peace myself. I'm struggling with a lot of these things in my own life. And he's lost his family and I'm probably heading to losing mine if something don't change. And so, as I ministered to him, God began to deal with me about, I needed to go to school and learn how to deal with people. Because as a pastor, you're looked upon as a counselor. And, you know, the role of pastor has really changed. And they say a pastor wears a lot of hats. If you're a rural pastor and you're the only staff person, you wear every hat. And that's pretty much it. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of hurting people in the world today. We're seeing it more and more. But they're coming to the pastor, and I didn't know what to do with them, so... God led me just through a lot of different things to a, a Lutherite seminary in Lithonia, Georgia, around Atlanta. And I didn't know what I was going to major in. So I was sitting there reading over it. I was reading the Bible one day, and I had this in my backpack back there when he asked me to read. I wrote this verse down. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. This is what God shared with me one day, and I wrote it down. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are instructed to know how to sustain the weary with the word. And God said, that's what I want you to do. I want to instruct you to know how to sustain the weary with the word. And so I began uh, two years ago a track in a master's degree in biblical counseling. Now I had... I have a bachelor's degree in biblical studies, Christian education minor, class valedictorian. Man, I found my identity in pleasing people and making good grades and doing everything that everybody that I thought I was supposed to do, but I was miserable inside, but like Dr. Solomon said, his life was. So I started this uh, master's degree program, and Dr. Ron Cobb, 
My first semester took Intro to Biblical Counseling. We had a little book, Foundations of Exchange Life Counseling, by Richard Hall. We had another book that we began to read as a devotional book called Birthright, Do You Know Who You Are, by David Needham, which was an experience, to say the, the least, to read that book. And then we had this other little book that I was excited because it was the shortest book I had to read for that semester. <laughs> and uh, it was Dr. Solomon's book, Handbook to Happiness. And so I began reading these books and realizing, as I'm reading this stuff, God didn't send me to seminary to learn how to help other people. He sent me here to learn who I am. Because until I learn who I am, I can't help anybody. So I was being disciple, didn't even know it. Uh, learning discipleship counseling, but I had to be discipled first. So I was going through this process. One day, I was reading Dr. Solomon's book and trying to understand what in the world these charts mean. I remember Dr. Cobb telling me, you won't understand the writing, just read the book and you'll, you'll, you'll pick that up later. The drawings won't make any sense to you at first. And that's kind of the way I was. I wasn't really making sense out of anything. I was just reading it. And, and I was growing from it. But I kept going back and looking at the stuff again, trying to figure out what's going on. And that's the way it's been my whole life. I mean, it's been... I didn't have a family in the ministry. God called me. I was in ministry. I, I'm learning all this stuff myself, pretty much. Uh, so, I, you know, just me and God, we're learning together. I go out, out behind my house. I've got a, a little barn out there. I've got a little barbecue pit. Got all my hickory wood chopped up. I was outside cooking barbecue one day and had me a lawn chair out there and I was going to do some reading, do some homework on doing Western Kentucky, we, we know how to cook barbecue. I mean, that's just part of it. I wish in, West, in the East Tennessee they'd learn how, but <laughs> if I ate some yesterday, it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, but I was out at the woodshed, basically. And I was sitting there in the chair reading this book and I, you know, I've been praying for a long time. God just teach me. God, I'm open to you, just, just teach me. Uh, got to the end of that book, had a funeral for myself out at the woodshed under a walnut tree that day, and began to pray and cry out to God and say, Lord, you know, I, and thank Him for these truths that I was understanding. I found my identity that day. And I'm just going to tell you, when, when you're at the woodshed with God, uh, Quite literally and figuratively, I was taken there by him. And when I gave myself to him, identified who I am in Christ, the last two years have been, God's had me behind the woodshed, basically. Uh, when you first start to learn these truths, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it first. You know, it's gonna be like, oh, this is great, this is wonderful, this is what I've been looking for. But little bit at a time, you're going to start to grow. And it's going to change everything. It's going to turn everything inside out that you ever thought life was supposed to be because you were living life for yourself anyway and you had a worldly-based perspective of what life's supposed to be. And now your perspective has changed. Now you see people created in the image of God. You see hurting people. God's bringing hurting people to you. You're, you know, you're realizing everything's changing. Your whole outlook on life has changed. So that's the way my ministry has been for the last two years. And last spring, I came 
to a point where I was taking a counseling practicum for my degree, and Dr. Cobb said, okay, i got a couple of choices for you. you got to read all these books, first of all. I've read a lot of books. Uh, a lot of good books, too. Bill Gimmel's Lifetime Guarantee, that was a very life-transforming book for me. There's a lot of good books there, but Dr. Cobb said, uh, you have to have counseling training. And you can either come to Atlanta for eight days and go to a place called Image Bearers, which is a Christian counseling ministry, or, yeah, there's this little place in, in Tennessee in Pigeon Forge, and they've got this conference and workshop in school, and I'll let you count that if you'll go there and take that. And, and said, it's Dr. Solomon, Dr. Woodward, they're good guys. I said, Dr. Solomon that wrote the book, Handbook to Happiness, he said, that's him. He's still alive. <laughs> and uh, said, he's actually still doing ministry. I said, that's great. I said, that's who I want to go learn. I said, I, that book changed me. And I said, that's where I want to go. And so I made arrangements to come here. The devil fought me every step of the way. He didn't want me to be here. He fought me during that week of doctor. <laughs> Dr. Woodward remembers that, but I came, and uh, I think it was during the workshop, I took a temperament analysis that they gave us, thought I was doing pretty good until I took that, <laughs> realized that my flesh was inside out big time, and I still had a lot of growing to do, and uh, God humbled me during that week. I thought I was coming here, you know, already ahead of the game, and going to just get a few more answers to go home and tell everybody about. And I got turned inside out again, humbled again. And so last year I've been taking baby steps towards who I am in Christ. In the process, God's been changing my ministry. I left the church I've been at for seven years and started at a new church in January in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Living Hope Baptist Church, and I thought, you know, why am I going to this church? I don't want to go to this church. And after two months there, I realized why I'm there. This church is filled with hurting people. I've never seen more depression, drug problems, alcohol problems, marriage problems, than any one place in my life as I've seen in this church. And these people were just desperate. And they were looking for anything, looking for a leader. They've been without a pastor for two years, and I've been here for two months, and have done more counseling using these wheels and lines in two months than I did in two years before. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is why I'm here. <laughs> uh, so I'm just telling you, don't. If God's brought you here and you're kind of have a similar story to what I'm talking about, don't think that you're going to leave this place and, that, and you're going to have it all figured out. You're just beginning. And I'm just, I'm just still a toddler and all this. I'm still very much learning and, and hope to uh, come back as much as possible to learn under Dr. Solomon, Dr. Woodward, and others uh, more about who I am so that I can minister to others and share who they are. I realize until I get close to, to Christ, I can't bring anybody else closer to Christ. If you're in ministry here, uh, don't think that you're gonna you're gonna be able to minister to anyone until you draw close to the one in your own life. Until you draw close to him in your own life, you can't share it with anybody else. And so I hope you realize that now and you're not like me and end up five years into a pastor at looking eyeball to eyeball with a broken person and realizing that you can't do anything. And you realize that you're totally helpless 
But, you know, at that time when I cried out to God, I said, God, you've got to do something because I can't be a minister doing this. I can't be a pastor if I don't know how to help people. And that's when he started helping me. It's been a good journey. And that's pretty much 